What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Saturday, December 30th, 2017, and you guys are listening to episode 337. Um, hope everybody is doing well. This is the uh, last Verzi Effect Podcast of 2017, and uh, due to being under the weather, uh, I just had to rest up and do this one today. So my apologies, but you guys know that earlier you got a Patreon, uh, great Patreon um, edition, which is on Patreon right now, and it was an interview and a summary um, of Star Wars The Last Jedi with me and a very special guest comedian, Vladimir Camano. Uh Vladimir um, shot recently shot a, a pilot with NBC. He's been on um, uh, HBO. Latino, where he did a showcase, he was in an episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, really funny comedian from the Bronx, and uh, now out in Los Angeles, but we had a great discussion, so uh, you guys should be enjoying that today, Um, but yeah, this uh, cold was lingering, and I did not want to uh, sound awful doing it, I wanted to give some energy with the last one of the year, so here we go, a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, we'll do some reflection of 2017, a lot of things that have happened this year, um, you know, I'll do a, uh, unacceptable, a uh, couple of your guys' unacceptables, I'm not gonna spend as much time on it as I did, uh, last year, so keep them coming and I'll make sure that I, fi- uh, get them all filled in, um, for, uh, the beginning of, uh, the next year, 2018, uh, next week, and we should be back to the regularly scheduled, um, Thursday. Uh, so, uh, lot to get to, sit back, relax, wherever you may be on this final 2017 TVE, and no, I did not mean that to rhyme, um, but whether you're, uh, in your car, on the treadmill, sitting at home, just enjoying the holidays with your family, and I hope to God you're not at work, um, any boss that makes you work this weekend sucks, you know, uh, you just, you know, you just can't do it. You just, you know, you got, or you got to put in and just be like, look, I'm not doing it or I'm getting another job. That's not going to make me do it. But, um, enjoy the show, everybody. Um, yes, I did see, uh, the last Jedi, which I'm going to talk about my initial thoughts here, but then I'm going to let you know what happened on the Patreon edition. Okay. With Vladimir. Um, uh, some interesting stuff in sports, and like I said, we'll talk about uh, the year that was. But first, of course, let's get to the sponsors, and I want to thank all of my sponsors and all the support that they've given me over 2017, and um, I don't think, I know 2018 is going to be uh, even bigger and better for uh, all of us. So, um, of course, first, let me get to... Um, my sponsor, Chassis, who has, has just been uh, amazing, uh, great people, and great product. And uh, I loved, loved covering uh, what they've, I just loved covering um, what they've done with the product. And uh, I know I speak passionately about it, and I joke around about your balls being dry and, uh, <laughs> your, you know, all of the stuff. But I, I truly uh, don't get out of the shower without this product. So if you are new to the podcast and you don't know, Chassis, everybody, premium body powder with the special, and I, I emphasize special, uh, HydroShield technology um, for your all-day protection against sweat, chafing, and odor, guys. Um, it is a natural powder which has no talc, uh, aluminum, parabens, or menthol. Now, for you new listeners saying, well, what is chassis and why is the powder so dry? Well, it goes down there for your man parts, man care for down there. Chassis, like the uh, bottom of a car, the undercarriage of a car. Um, But it is a very fine, unbelievable powder. um, And you could get scented or unscented powder. Uh, One bottle will last you up to uh, three to four months. Uh, even if you use it every day, which I do. They also have a shower primer, and um, they have a, a, an un- unbelievable lotion. It's it's an amazing product. It really, truly is. And uh, it has been, um, what is it, some doctors. That's right, doctors, comedians, everybody telling me that they love this product. You can get your bottle of Chassis today at ChassisForMen.com and go to, uh, or go to Amazon. That is Chassis, C-H-A-S-S, 
IS. Like I've said, the ball game is over. And uh, some people were telling me that they liked my little, instead of deck the halls, powder your balls for la 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 la, la 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 la. Um, but check out Chassis and get your bottle um, today. If you're an athlete, man, this thing, it, it's amazing. It's, it's just a dry protection um, against everything and you will never feel, um, you'll never feel better down there. So please check that out. I want to personally thank Chassis on this last one of the year for um, supporting my show. As the show has grown, the numbers of the show has grown, and uh, next year, oh boy. Uh, Also, I want to uh, tell you guys that I would love you to keep supporting um, City Living Dog and Coach Mike and check out what he does on his YouTube channel. Go to City Living Dog and Coach Mike and look at his YouTube clips. Look at all of his social media. He's doing amazing things with these dogs. Um, CityLivingDog.com. Check that out. And if you have a uh, pooch that can use a little bit of discipline, um, he will um, he will help you. So check that out. And of course, all things comedy, guys, where the Verzi effect resides, and uh, where my album, which uh, you know did very very well in the charts, is, and where um, my special, the producers of my special. And uh, we should be getting news about that very, very shortly um, at the very, very beginning of the year. So sit tight for that. But check them out at allthingscomedy.com and on Twitter at allthingscomedy. Now, did everybody have nice Christmas parties? Did everybody have uh, a nice Christmas? I hope everybody had a nice Christmas. Um, This was a really good one. We did Christmas Eve at my mother's. And we did Christmas Day at our house, and it was awesome. We even had a Christmas Eve Eve party at the house, which was absolute, just, I mean, it was debauchery, but in a good way. My wife cooked three different types of meatballs. We had, I mean, meats all over the place, beef tenderloin, which when you cut it, it was like wet. People were going wild for it. I want to thank everybody who came to the party. We had such a, an amazing crew of um, just friends and people that have been good to me over the years come up. And, you know, we wanted to do something really small and, you know, also try to pick some people that haven't been up to my house, you know, because a lot of people have been up here. So we just had a great time. One funny thing that happened during that, my wife cooks these three meatballs and there's like three buckets of different types of meatballs. One was like a sweet and sour. One was like, I don't even know how to describe the sauces that were on these meatballs, but these weren't traditional like marinara sauce meatballs. She made these, this vat of these meatballs. And then, uh, you know, we had the shrimp and the Italian meats and the cheeses. And I mean, it was over the top. I mean, any bottle of booze you could ever want, red wines, white wines, you know, vodka, anything you wanted, you know, we had, um, and it was literally like eight people. It was just insane. But, uh, one of the f- <laughs> one of the funniest things here that happened was um, I had a couple of comedian friends. Actually, the only comedians here were me, Giannis Papas, and uh, Sal Volcano. You guys uh, know Giannis. He's been you know he's a hilarious comedian. He does Morisa on YouTube, and he's just such a great stand-up. And um, and Sal Volcano is uh, Sal from Impractical Jokers, and he's a, such a such a um, Fairly newer to stand up and so funny and a great dude. So we're all sitting in the kitchen and the tenderloin, everybody went wild for it was like three quarters of the way done. And there's like a big hunk of it, I guess, you know, sitting in the kitchen. So I'm not in the kitchen. Everybody, there's a group of people, you know, the party was just some people in the kitchen, some people downstairs, you know, a couple people in the living room. And I'm just like, I don't know where I was. I was on the side or whatever, or, you know, near the living room. And I just hear... Paul, you got to hurry up. Paul, no, wait, he's got it. Wait, he's taking it. He's taking it downstairs. And I just, and Sal is just yelling all things like that. Paul, you got to go. Wait, now it's downstairs. And he's just yelling everything, but no specifics on what's going on. And what happened was Lloyd, during this festive great party, our dog, uh, we turned our back for a second. And the, the, the like the, a core, I would say probably 20% of the tenderloin is up on the counter. And Lloyd just, he just couldn't handle it. He could not handle it. So he grabbed it and you saw like his fang marks in it. And he just runs downstairs with it. And I go downstairs and I see him just sitting down with this like 
would look like a little football sitting in front of him. And he's just looking at me, and I grabbed it, and I was like, well, I don't, you know, I got to throw it out. Uh, you know, you're not going to cut around it. <laughs> yeah, you guys, don't worry. I'm just going to cut around it, cut to the core, and then give you, no. Like, and then I'm like, ah, should I freeze it, leave it for the dog? Um, but that was so funny. And I just go, Sal, do me a favor. Remind me never to rob a bank with you. Because if the cop was coming, guys, we got to, you know, he's, it, oh, it, it's at the door now. Oh, we're arrested. We're going to jail for life. Like, it was so funny. And we just laughed about that. Um, but we had such a such an amazing time um, at that party. And then <laughs> uh, there's one thing that I <clears throat> I can't bring up, but something very funny happened. But I don't want to call anybody out on it. Somebody did something. Somebody's wife said something, and it just was. But I can't. I can't get into that. Uh, and I, and trust me, like, I'm not, I can't be a dick like that on my show and make people go, oh, that's what you're going to do. But just another fun, very funny thing happened. But at the end of the day, it was a great time. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I caught a nice buzz by the end of the night. By the time everybody left, I was pretty much, you know, good. You know, my, my, uh, wheels were greased, but then I, to me and Giannis, I took it to another level and just woke up on my couch with my shoes on. Anytime you wake up and your shoes are on, you know, you got hammered. Like, if you don't have the energy or like that, you know, just the, the presence of mind to take your shoes off because you fell asleep, you, you, you tied one on pretty good. Um, which brings me to, uh, which brings me to my unacceptable. Now, normally I'd go on a little rant. I'd go on a little, um, you know, this and that, and this is unacceptable, and this pissed me off. But you know what? I'm going to change gears a little bit here, and I'm going to talk about what is um, acceptable. This is going to be an acceptable. Let me make sure the audio is working on this thing. Okay. This is going to be an acceptable for this year. I'm just going to say that my last acceptable, unacceptable for 2017 is going to be an acceptable for overall... 2017. Um, it was a very good year and not to get sentimental here, but after, um, what I went through in 2016, which was the hardest, worst year of my worst year of my life and a span of three months that I honestly did not know if I was going to get out of, um, very scary and miserable for a very long time. Uh, I know when you say three months and people are like, Oh, I've been depressed for years. This wasn't that. This was a dark hole of hell for 90 plus days that like, you know, if you were around me, I was able to mask it and I was able to muster up the energy to not let people know what I was going through for a few hours, but the people closest to me knew. And, um, you know, for me to bounce back a year later, somebody said something, I think it was Giannis, he goes, dude, you know, I, I, I was in a car with him recently and I'm just being honest with you guys, I'm just being... Uh, up front and, and telling you guys a conversation that we had when we were in the car driving to the city or, or I said, um, I said, dude, do you remember my depression last year? And he goes, yeah. And he goes, and then a year later you filmed a great special, you know, and that's a strong thing to do. And I thought about that and I appreciated the compliment, but, um, it's amazing the difference a year could make. So my acceptable is, um, that, you know, 2017 bounced back to be a great year for me and my family after a horrible year. So that's very acceptable to me, and it's something that um, I'm very happy with, and I want to continue to um, want to continue at. Uh, so I'm not going to talk about anything negative today to end the year because the year overall was acceptable. So that's what I'm going to do my acceptable on. Uh, I hope it was good for you too, and uh, I want to tell everybody. People come up to me after shows, and I just want to reiterate to everybody that no matter how bad it gets, no matter how horrible it is, no matter how much you think that you don't want to be here, no matter how much you think you're, it's never going to change and life sucks, I can assure you that if you trust the people that love you, if you want to get better and you want to enjoy this great life, which we have for a limited time, then... Um, you can you can bounce back and you can get better. Um, if I bounce back from the absolute hell that I was in 
you know, I, I, I know you can because I was clinically in a place where like I was not far away from having to be admitted into a hospital. And then the bad advice I got from doctors who were telling me to get rid of my meds, they were telling me, you know, if you feel like hurting yourself or you go off the deep end, you need to call this number because the chemicals that you're fucking up in your head right now, it's not normal. Uh, it was, it it was actually really dangerous and other doctors were very upset with, uh, other doctors. Doctors were upset with doctors over how things were being handled with me, but it got better. And, uh, I want to just tell you guys something to, uh, to end the year on a positive note. This one guy, so I guess a, a famous place, and I know this is going to sound really dark and weird, but I'm going in a good direction here. (laughs) Um, a very famous known place to to kill yourself is the Golden Gate Bridge in, in San Francisco, the, the big bridge. Um, and I guess like, I mean, every year a certain amount of people do it. But I believe that 19 people have survived the fall. And one guy talked about it. He went there and he was just standing by it and he was just tired of life and he's ready to go. And he jumped and he said he remember hitting the water and he got dragged out of the water and all he remembers is pain. He broke his back. He broke all these bones and he was in the hospital and he survived it. But he said something very poignant and uh, to the point that I'm trying to get at here. And he said, like all 19 people that talked about their survival, like all the people that took that leap to end their life, he said as soon as he grabbed the, the railing, and jumped off. He said as soon as his body, he knew he was going, he said he instantly and immediately regretted it and wanted to live. And everybody, I mean, I'm sure that that happened with people that didn't make it rest their souls, but uh, he said that all the people that he talked to, and I don't know if they're in contact, I don't know if there's some fucking get-together they have every year, like... Just 19 people like, yeah, that shit was crazy, right? Let me get a, let me get some cheese and a drink. Like, like, I don't know if they do that, but by all accounts, people that have talked about it, people that have survived it said that they instantly, you know, regret, regretted it. And now this guy was happy with life. So the point that I'm trying to make is however low and shitty you feel, put a smile on your face and know that there is uh, better days ahead. And that's the, the acceptable for this year, for 2017, reflecting on my year. Um, Because with the exception of my wife and mother and one of my brothers, uh, my younger brother, my mother, and my wife were the three people that really, really understood the pain that I and and everything that I was going through. Uh, So there you have it. That's my acceptable. Let's leave it on that note. All right? So make 2018... Bounce back from it. And whatever you do, if you're fucked up, depression, stop drinking. Because that's what people do. People that are unhappy drink. You know? And I'm not trying to be a downer here about drinking, but nothing good comes from it. It's a way to mask shit. And I know you're like, well, what are you talking about? You just said you had a great time at a party drinking. Yes, I did. And I paid for it. The next day, I felt like shit. I woke up in my sneakers. All right, I was, I, it took me like half of Christmas Eve to bounce back and I'm going, what am I doing? You know, um, so that's what I'm going to talk about. I'm going to actually do a New Year's resolution on my Patreon tonight. So you guys are going to have two Patreon. You guys are going to have two Patreons, one with Vladimir Camano, hilarious comedian. That's already out, but you're going to get another one. Okay, about a new, you're going to get a New Year's resolution podcast on Patreon. You guys can subscribe for as little as $3 a month for this. And it's just more TVE, more shit, pictures, uh, me talking to comedians. And you guys can hear some inside shit that I don't really talk about on this one um, for you diehards. So you guys could check that out. And more people pledged. I think I had um, four more subscriptions last month. So um, yeah, guys, I mean, just tell a friend. I think you'll really enjoy it. All right, what is that, $3 a month, or you could get $5 a month, which gives them like uh, some video rants or whatever, but like you're talking about what? You know, three times 12, you do the math. Uh, <laughs> no, tw- uh, yeah, 12. <laughs> I don't even know how to say the problem, and I'm, I'm asking you guys to do it. Uh, so that is my 
That is my acceptable for the year, and I hope everybody has an amazing 2018. But we'll, we'll wrap that. We'll put a bow on that here um, at the end. 2017, other than that, good year too um, as far as just, you know, well, not for the, you know. Actually, 2017, good year for the New York Yankees, one game away from the World Series. I uh, can't say that about my New York Giants. Uh, speaking of which, and I want to just get into sports here, and then we'll get into we'll get into sports here. Then we'll get into movies, and then I think there's only a couple of. Um, I don't want to do too many of the. I think there's only a couple of the unacceptables that I wanted to read, or whatever, and then we'll get to more of those at the beginning of next year. But um, gonna go a little sports here. So I hope you guys don't tap out of this one, but this is uh, this is something that I saw recently that I wanted to talk about with sports. Uh, two things. Number one, the New York football giants have hired uh, Dave Gettleman, who was in the Giants organization for years, I believe, during the two Super Bowls. And then 2013, he rebuilt the Panthers and I, the Panthers went to a, a Super Bowl under him, and he just he did a great job. He is now the general manager, and he had nothing but nice things to say about Eli Manning. He said, uh, he said, you know, as far as I'm concerned, Eli is a starter. He goes, I watched that game against the Eagles two weeks ago where he had 434 yards. That He basically did that with a practice squad. Um, but this guy, uh, Shaquan Barkley, the running back of Penn State right now, who's going to declare for the NFL draft, I've never seen, and listen, I mean, there is never a sure shot coming into the draft, especially with quarterbacks. This kid as close to Adrian Peterson and Barry Sanders as I've ever seen. I've never seen a guy's footwork like this. This guy will electrify that building. We've never had a running back, a franchise running back that I think that he can be. Eli Manning is already going to be with us. Even if we draft a quarterback, he's going to be under Eli for a year or two. I think with Odell coming back, getting over all those injuries, getting McAdoo and Reese out of the building, I think that stability is going to come back to the Giants. I think you keep Eli in there. I think you draft a quarterback later on in the draft because they're a crapshoot anyway, and you get this absolute animal at running back. I mean, you're talking about a guy that is just uh, Mel Kuyper Jr., the expert uh, draft guy, has him number one on his board for the draft. I know quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. This running back is ridiculous. So I think that what the Giants, if I was them, okay, and Lord knows I'm not because I'm going to tell dick jokes at Dangerfields tonight, and that's what I do. But I would get, if I was the Giants, I would sit down, talk to Eli, say, look, we need to protect you better, but I think you got a couple of good years left. All those guys that got hurt are going to be back for you next year. We're going to get this running back and work on the offensive line, and then we're going to draft a quarterback later in the rounds, and hopefully we get some something for you, somebody you know, after you. But I would roll the dice for the next two years with the same team we have, just beefing up the O-line and getting a running game and then you get Odell back. I honestly would do that. That's how good this kid is. I think a running back like this comes every 10 to 15 years, if that, and I think that that's what you have to roll the dice. If you're going to roll the dice when any of these guys can be a bust, it might as well be a guy who dominated at that position and that level like we've never seen. College scouts for many, many years said that this is the the last time they saw a guy like this was Adrian Peterson, and we all know what Adrian Peterson was. So... I'm excited about it. I like the new GM. I like that he thinks Eli is still the guy. And I do not think everybody's talking about this kid on UCLA, Rosen. And no offense to that kid, okay? Everybody's saying he's the number one quarterback to go. He's had two concussions in college. Okay, if that's not a red flag, then there's no such thing as a red flag on a player. This guy's had two brain bruises in college. Okay, people retire after like three or four of them. All right, this guy, can that that's not good. If this guy comes in and his first year he gets a bad concussion and he sits out, that's three bruises to his brain as a young man. Not good. I would stay away from him. Wouldn't touch him with a 10-foot pole. Wouldn't touch him with a 10-foot pole. The guy's got already two concussions and he hasn't even got to the pro level where the guys are the fastest, the strongest, the biggest, and all that. Wouldn't touch him. So... um. But this kid, Barkley, we were watching something. I have a, if you guys want to see, you go to my Facebook page 
and I have a uh, highlight reel of him. It's about six minutes or seven minutes. And you'll watch it for two minutes and you'll be like, oh my God, that guy needs to be a giant if you're a giant fan. Or whatever team you are, you're going to be like, God, I wish he was on my team. So that's uh, it's pretty much all I have in sports. The um, Knicks have taken a little, little bad stretch here. First bad stretch of the year, losing three or four games in a row on the road. It's not looking great, but they're still they're still right there around 500. But, it, you know, um, so anyway, that's that's what I think. But I, I don't know. If the Giants are in, you know, I know quarterback, 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 we'll see. But I, I think, you know, the GM alluded to that you got to run and play defense, so I'm hoping that he does that. Um, okay, let's see here. Let's see here. This is from, okay, Fat Dude Causes Delay at Subway. And there's a picture here. Oh my God, I wish you guys can see this. Oh my God, Ryan, thank you for this picture. This is the funniest thing I've ever, this is one of the funniest pictures I've ever seen. You know when you go to Subway and there's the line that you stand in front of and then you look down and there's all the meats and vegetables and you tell the guy? There is a guy probably 400 pounds sitting on a chair in front of it. He's sitting on a chair in front of it, not even standing looking because it looks like he can't even stand, so he's sitting there. Says this picture pretty much says it all. This fat tub of shit actually went out of his way to pull up a chair and sit down while he ordered his sandwich, <laughs> which by itself wouldn't have mattered much if he didn't take almost five minutes to scan the entire menu and ask way too many questions before finally placing his order. To be fair, he was super nice guy and tipped the workers. In case you're wondering, he ended up going with a double meat Reuben with extra cheese and every topping possible, along with six cookies and the biggest soda cup they had. <laughs> For his sake, I hope he has a good cardiologist. This is this picture, guys. Oh my God. This is so great. This guy, 400 pounds, pulled up a chair to the order line at Subway and just sat there. Thank you, Ryan. That is awesome. I mean, that's like, I don't even know if that's unacceptable other than just awesome. But hilarious nonetheless. Uh, now we got one. It says, this had me in stitches from uh, Seiran. Seiran, Seiran. I'm going to say it's Seiran. Uh, S-A-R-A-N. Uh, and it says, the reactions are great. You don't really need sound. It's just a guy laughing. Happy New Year. So this is a guy laughing. So let's see. What it is. Is there sound though? Yeah. Okay. Oh, so it's a guy staring at another guy licking a cone. That's really funny. <laughs> so there's a guy. All right. So there's a guy. Just so you guys know, I'm going to paint the picture of what I'm looking at here. There's a guy in a food court, like in a mall, and he's sitting down, good-looking guy, like really good-looking guy, um, almost looks like a, you know, like a soap opera actor, and he's slowly licking a cone and sucking an ice cream cone kind of sensually while staring at other people's tables, and then once they make eye contact, he just kind of licks it and is doing all this, like, trying to, like, insinuate sexual stuff with them, and I guess somebody's going to laugh, so we'll listen together. Oh my god, women are like playing with their hair as he does it. Oh my god, dude. He's doing it to guys too. <laughs> Alright. Wow, this one woman is into it and just gave him a kiss look. Let me fast forward here to the left. That's really funny. All right, I'm not going to, if you guys can't see it, but that's really funny. One woman was so into it, she tilted her head, started playing with her hair, and then just started, like, making kissing. That makes you think what your girl would do, doesn't it? Just makes you think, like, if your girl was sitting in a mall, just she was going shopping, and she sat down to grab something to eat, and some, like, good-looking guy who was, like, a 10, just, like, the hottest guy ever, is just looking at your girl and like licking an ice cream cone and just smiling at her. Just makes you wonder, like, what would your girl do? Look, this is going to cause fights with people now. 
I'm going to start a fight with my wife. I'll be like, come here one second. I want to show you something. Look what this guy did. What would you do? What would you do? She would just be like, nothing. I'd be like, ew, weirdo. And then she'd walk to the room being like, no, I would. That would be amazing. I'm just kidding. She wouldn't do that. Um, oh, man, I think I had a, I had another. I think I had something on Twitter here. Let me try to find it. Um, oh, yeah. And as I, as I go to Twitter, they just showed that that guy, uh, Barkley on Penn State, scored a touchdown where he jumped in and did a helicopter and got a touchdown. He's in a bowl game as we speak. Um, see if there was an unacceptable on here. No, well, no, I'm not going to search for it. So, um, guys, you could send your unacceptables. Cause where, how far, how many, how many are we into? If I missed any of yours, I'm really sorry. Um, but I will get to it. Just resubmit it. So it's highlighted on my emails and I can, um, you know, I can know that that's one that I missed and then I could read it, uh, on, uh, next year's, I guess, but we're already, 30 minutes into this thing and um, I wanted to talk about I wanted to talk about Star Wars okay so I'm not you know it's not gonna be a it's not gonna be a spoiler alert there's definitely a spoiler a spoiler alert on the Patreon with Vlad but here's what I'll say I finally got a chance to go out and see the The Last Jedi okay we went with um, me, my two kids, my wife, uh, and two of their friends, uh, our neighbor Sean, uh, and and Lucas's classmate, or Sean's a year older than them, and Lucas is um, a kid in Lucas's grade, uh, Max. Okay, uh, both really good kids. So um, that day, Max already went to an early birthday party to see the movie. So he's like, I want to go again. I want to go again. So I pick him up and I'm like, all right, look, I only have one rule here. Max, I know you just saw the movie. Just the only rule is please don't give anything away in the car. And he goes, I won't, I won't. So we go to the movie theater and we're trying to figure out which movie. And I'm like, I'm not going to this IMAX because this IMAX only has a second row. Let's just go to standard, whatever. I don't want to sit in the second row. We're going to give ourselves plenty of time to get there. All right. And we're going to sit in the middle. We're going to have plenty of time to go to the concessions. We're going to have, this is going to be done right. Literally, the movie theater is 15 minutes from my house. And it took almost an hour because there was an accident or traffic. And guess what seats were available? The second row, everybody. That's right. We went out of our way to say no to an earlier showing because it was IMAX and it was only the second row. And my wife gets there before me because we, we had to go in two cars because there were too many of us. And she goes, uh, yeah, guess where we are? She goes, the second row, that's all that they had. And I'm going, man. And I don't want to miss anything. And I'm going to concessions. And we get there. And luckily, we just made it with the, with the coming attractions. And I'm sitting there in the second row. And the movie starts. And I got to tell you something. And I said this on Facebook, and I'm not trying to be a dick. Some of you Star Wars nerds need to get a grip on yourself. You need to look yourself in the mirror and say, I'm not 10 years old anymore and some directors are going to do things a little differently because we've been making the same movie for nine years. Good, evil, the conflict, all that, okay? So I'm ready for new stuff. That's fine. Uh, I go into it with half the people hating it and the other half the people loving it. But the people hating it wrote a petition to get the thing like banished from existence and the people that loved it were like, no, I love the thing. So I watched the movie, and I love the opening scene. And there was a lot of scenes, okay? That And I'm not giving anything away. There was a lot of scenes that I thought were great, different, cool. Now, that said, there were about four or five scenes that I could have done without, three of which almost ruined the movie for me. I had to put it behind me. Um, there was some stuff with Luke that I'm not going to give away. I was wrong when I said maybe he goes dark. There was a little scene about something like that, but that's not the case. Um, you have to see the movie. But there were certain things that I would have done without. And I didn't like that they did. So I wish a couple of things were done differently. Some just little corny parts that you could live with. A couple you're like, wow, that could that could almost ruined it. But I think the really good scenes... Uh, the movie's two and a half hours long. It could have been a half hour shorter, yet I didn't want the movie to end. So think about that. 
I didn't want the movie to end where it ended. Uh, and it was two and a half hours. So I was obviously entertained. There was obviously cool stuff in it. There was a couple of moments that were really awesome. There was some shitty moments. So I basically said, why don't you guys get over it? They're trying to do new stuff. All right. It's a new director. They don't want to make the same movie. Just go with it. You nerds. Are you going to write a petition? You're going to cry? You know, some people, I mean, think about it. If, if there was been like over 20,000 people or whatever it is, have like signed a petition to get the movie like stricken from the saga. I mean, that's, that's crazy. The movie did $400 million the first year and almost 800 million worldwide. Now it's probably close to a billion dollars in the second week. All right. So, um, I just kind of said that as a matter of fact, I'll read. I'm going to read what I wrote to you guys, and then trust me, it's going to be, you're going to understand after the the Vladimir thing, okay? So, I wrote, all right, let's see, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I should have had this thing queued up, that's what you get, no producer, here we go. I said, the last Jedi was not that bad, you babies need to get over the fact that you're not 10 anymore, I wish a couple things were different, but get, get over it. Uh, if you take away Luke milking <laughs> that creature and the stupid fish he caught, it was good. Some scenes were amazing and never done before in the saga, which is a good thing. What didn't you like? The amazing fight scenes, the insane flying scenes, or maybe the crazy twist at the end? I guess you wanted the same old shit. Uh, there have honestly been three or four Star Wars that were way worse. Okay, that was my statement. And then... Of course, my comments blew up, okay? Uh, people coming at me. I had over, like, over 20 comments right when that came out. All right, then uh, I got Vladimir Camano on the podcast, who's a Star Wars nut. He knows the backstory. He knows, like, what they're searching for when they, like, reached the pinnacle of the force. I mean, he knew things that were borderline unacceptable, but I was talking to the right person in the podcast. And he made, he was the one person, because I went back and forth with some people on Facebook. All right, I did. I was like, nah, come on, blah, 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 going back and forth. Vlad was the first one to really make good points and make me think of of stuff. I'll, I'll even take it this far. Comedian Ken Krantz from... From lovely, beautiful New Jersey down by New Brunswick. What a beautiful, what beautiful land. But he said something. Lloyd, shut it. All right, he said, by the way, there's two cats that he can't handle, and I'm going to let him kill him. I've decided. There's a red cat and a black cat that come to the window and absolutely torment my dog, and I've come to realize that they know they do it, and uh, I think I'm just going to one time, because I know where he goes, I'm going to just let him loose. And just kill, let him kill, kill one of them. Just to let the other one know, dude, this is going to be you next. I, I got to do that. Someone's got to die. Because me and my wife and kids can't be sitting there and have my dog just freak out like you've never seen. I mean, freak out to the point where he cannot handle it. And he's barking as if we're getting attacked. I just can't deal with it anymore. All right. So, come on. Come on. So, so this guy, Ken Krantz, he even says about... Uh, Star Wars. Um, this is see. This is the one reason why you need somebody. So I said this. All right, yeah. So somebody was talking about like. See, I can't even give it away. I can't even give it away. But uh, I'll, I'll give you one that somebody said. Uh, Kylo Ren uh, couldn't have put a shirt on. I mean, come on. Yeah, there's a scene where Kylo Ren doesn't have a shirt on, and uh, the director addressed it. And I got so into it that I actually had to look at what the what they what the director's excuse for it was. All right, here we go. So Vladimir, who's on my Patreon, said something, and Ken Krantz said, "Fuck." First, I was like, "Verzi is making a ton of sense," but now I'm like, "Vlad is making a ton of sense." So Vladimir, come on, yo, who was my guest? He said some things on the Facebook post. That were really like, wow, he makes good points. I can't argue it. You know what? Let me get him on the podcast. Let me get him. You know, I'll give a quick interview and then we'll talk about Star Wars. And we did do that on the Patreon. 
So you Patreon subscribers, if you do go to it, it's a spoiler alert. We uncover and talk about all the scenes and all the things that were wrong. And I will tell you this, by the end of it, Vlad kind of turned me against the movie. He actually did his due diligence and went twice. Okay, he went twice and said it was actually worse the second time. However, I have friends that saw it twice and said the second time it made more sense and they liked it the second time. Uh, very confusing, but um, yeah, so Patreon, I'm sorry, it is a spoiler alert. Do not listen to it if you did not see the movie yet. If you did, please listen to it. I think you'll like it, and if you guys want to hear it, you can subscribe to it and be a Patreon um, listener. It's on there right now. It was posted up. Here's something that happened in the movie that was one of the hardest things for me to deal with, and I'm not trying to be a dick or a bad father, but there's a scene that kind of reveals something about Luke. And all of a sudden, at the scene, my son and his friend in a packed movie theater walk up to me and go, Daddy, I gotta go to the bathroom. And my wife just looks like, I ain't going. So I have to get up, and we're like in the middle, so I have to get up, walk past people who are annoyed because they're Star Wars nerds, and God forbid, I mean, if people are willing to write a petition, how do you think they're going to feel with, you know, people walking in front of them during this epic Luke Skywalker scene? Or what they think is going to be an epic Luke Skywalker scene? And I walk past, and I'm like, sorry, excuse me, and I'm walking with the kids. And as I'm walking out of the theater, I'm looking at the screen because of this big scene. And I actually stop the two boys, and I go, hold on, I got to see this, guys. I got to, honestly, I, I just got to see this. And they're like, we got to go. And I'm like, I know you got to go. I just have to see this for a second. Then, if that if, if that's not worse, if that if, if that's not worse enough, or I'm sorry, if that's not bad enough to make matters worse, we get to the bathroom and there's a line like it's a football or baseball game. So all I'm thinking is all of this amazing Luke Skywalker stuff that people are either pissed about or love is going down right now. And I almost felt at one point I just sighed, like I just sighed. So my son and friend friend heard it. I think I was just like. Ah, you know, poor kids have to go to the bathroom. What kind of shitty dad? I'm sitting there. How selfish of me is that? That I'm just like, oh my God. You have to do a totally natural, normal bodily function. And I just can't deal with it because we're in Nerdville right now. Like that's, that's where I was at. So they're going to the bathroom. I'm running back to the theater like a lunatic, which is unacceptable in itself. That could be the unacceptable. The little unacceptable of this episode 337 is that I was upset with eight-year-olds for having to pee. And then I'm sprinting through a movie theater as a grown man well into his 30s with two kids so I could get back to my second row seat at Star Wars The Last Jedi. (laughs) All right? And, um... Then I look over and I ask our neighbor, Sean, I go, hey, dude, what I miss? And he just was like looking at his candy and he goes, I don't know, <laughs> which is so funny. He's like, I don't know, dude, you're on your own. You got to figure it out. And then I was going to ask the nerd to the left of me who was intently watching, but I didn't know what to do if I would have been like, you know, hey, dude, what happened? What I missed? Because then he would have just been like, whatever, dude, you shouldn't have went to the bathroom. Um, I don't know why I just turned that Star Wars nerd into a, into a surfer from California, but so that was my last Jedi experience. Um, I did like some scenes. There's definitely a twist in the end, uh, where, you know, I walked out, my wife said she kind of liked it. I kind of liked it, but there were parts I could do without, but Vladimir did poke some holes, uh, which I said to him during the thing. I was like, dude, you're ruining this for me, but I'm still going to give it one more try. I'm going to go to the movie. One more time. I'm not going to go to the bathroom. I'm not going to sit in the second row. I'm going to kind of sit back where it's when it's not packed, when things kind of thin out a little bit, when the herd gets thinned out. I'm going to take it in one more time and see uh, what I feel about it. Now, I know you guys are talking about, Paul, you're making fun of all these nerds, yet you're talking about this very intently and, you know, intensely on your podcast. Well, you know what? I'm not a nerd. I've said it, but I could throw a football further than most of you can. I'm athletic. I'm not a nerd, okay, and I like Star Wars because when I was a kid, my dad took us to see it, and I just, then I took my son and kind of kept it going, and I got into it. It's childhood stuff, okay? So that's, that's where I'm at with that. 
Let me know, guys. I want to hear from the people. All right, this is going to be a spoiler alert. And this has nothing to do with what I talked about on the Patreon. But this is going to be a question. But it's going to talk about some scenes. So spoiler alert, if you didn't see it, fast forward. I want to hear from you guys. And you could email me and just put in the subject, The Last Jedi. Okay? So just go to Unacceptables for TVE, Subject, Last Jedi, and answer these following questions. All right? This will be, this is the last podcast of the year. You're getting homework. If you want to do it. What did you guys think of Princess Leia floating in space and then flying back to the ship? Number one. What did you think of Luke on the island? I know I hated him milking that walrus, whatever the thing was. And then somebody put something on Facebook, which was so funny. He just put a picture of it. And he says, I can't believe I just watched my childhood hero milk <laughs> milk some alien walrus and then drink it down like an alcoholic. Which is one of the funniest things. And when you watch how he drank it, you're going to be like, what the hell happened? Let me know what you think about that. Let me know what you think about the Kylo Ren with no shirt. Let me know what you think about no backstory with Snoke. And, um, you know, Luke throwing the lightsaber and all that stuff. So those questions, you guys know what I'm talking about if you saw it. Let me know. I'd love to talk about it. And I want somebody to give me something good that I can take and make it make more sense before I see the next movie. I mean, before I see it again. To make me like it. Uh, Because I want to like it. Because I thought that there were some good parts. And then the last scene of Luke at the end, what happens with him. I don't even want to give that away. Let me know what you think about that. All right, there you go. So that's that's the that's the thing. And then if you want to hear the breakdown of all those things from uh, Mr. Star Wars himself, uh, you could check out the Patreon. Um, let's see here. Let's see what time we're at here. Oh wow, we talked a lot about uh, we talked a lot about Star Star Wars. I'm like then some nerd next to me, so I'm sprinting through the movie theater. Okay, like running past my ch- uh, running past my my own child and his friend, uh, but these nerds need to get a grip. All right, these nerds take this way too seriously. Stop looking at your childhood. But then I'm gonna talk about it for twelve minutes on my podcast. Um. All right, so <laughs> guys, something happened today and the other day. Lloyd is. <laughs> We're sitting down downstairs. And we're watching these bowl games. <coughs> Excuse me, which have been very good and very entertaining bowl games. We're sitting down, and Lloyd just starts coughing and like kind of choking and doing that thing where he's like nodding his head. You know when you see an animal, you know. And he did it the other day where he was just—I don't know if I mentioned it on the show—but he did it the other day. Where he was like, cock, 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 like he sounded. I swear to God, me and my wife were hysterical laughing. He sounded. His his shoulders were bucking. And he's going, ha, ha, ha. And I'm going, this guy, like he sounded like a, a hammered 40-year-old who was about 125 pounds overweight, about to puke, and, and but couldn't get it out. Like, I don't even know how he's going, ha, 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 ha. And then he just puked. Um, so today we're sitting there, but he's not doing the ha. Ah, he's not doing that. He's just he's just kind of like you know when they like they swallow and their head jolts forward. So he's just doing like multiple swallows and his neck and chin are going forward. And he's just <coughs> excuse me. Oh my god, I'm trying to get over this cold and laughing, and it's not helping me. Going ah ah while I'm like fighting a cold. <laughs> my kids are in the other room. They probably think something's wrong. And he just starts doing the swallowing and the head nod. And my wife goes, Paul, Paul, look at him. Is he okay? And like he started to panic. So I went up to him and I was like, Lloyd, are you okay? And I went to pet him and he ran away. Like, you know, they, I guess animals have this thing. I know cats definitely do, but I think the dogs do too, where if they're in trouble or like they're sick or they're going to die, they kind of want to go away. And I'm like, Lloyd, it's okay. Like, and I'm like thinking like, and then I'm like, what do I, do I give, <laughs> do I give a dog the Heimlich maneuver? Like what a funny sight that would be if I'm just holding him up with his back to my stomach and my arms wrapped around his, you know, rib cage and I'm just <laughs> his tongue's hanging out, his teeth are out. I don't know what to, you know, I don't know what to do, but I'm getting scared because I see that the dog is like, it was a dog version of panic. He just starts, you know, he starts 
So he starts swallowing and he just runs away and his ears get flat. Now I know something's wrong. So I go upstairs. He runs away from me, <laughs> jumps on our bed and puts his nose and head down right on my wife's side of the bed, like right on, like down from my wife's pillow. So, so like where my wife's stomach would be if her head was on the pillow, he just puts his head down. I'm like, no, Lloydie, get down. And he knows, get down. So I go, get down. And I point to the floor, which he normally does immediately, but it's too late. He's already too far in and whatever he's going to do, he's going to do. And he puts his head down, guys. I'm not kidding you. And I'm not exaggerating. I wanted to take a picture of it, but then I'm like, I can't take a picture of this because it's just that disgusting. He proceeds to open his mouth, and I, I promise to God, I, I, everything I'm about to tell you could be, oh, he's exaggerating it for funny, for the podcast. I promise you, I promise you, this dog opened his mouth and what almost the size of like, if a kickball, a rubber dodgeball or kickball, like, you know, that red rubber ball, if it started to deflate a little bit, comes out of him. And I'm going, oh my God. I'm like, Stace, you got to see this thing that came out of him. Like, at first I thought it was an organ. And I'm going, oh my God. I'm starting to gag thinking about it. And then he just like looks at me and he's still doing the swallowing thing. And I'm like, no, again? And he puts his head down and I see his white teeth and his fangs and he just opens his mouth and like another like 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 a, a softball, but maybe a little bigger than a softball comes out of him. And these two loads of vomit in these balls are sitting on my wife's bed. And I'm almost getting sick. I'm getting actually my mouth is water right now. I'm getting sick. <coughs> and I'm going, oh, <coughs> I'm like, oh my God, Lloyd. <coughs> like, what are you doing? You all right, dude? And he just kind of is looking at me and he wasn't. He, and he's still kind of swallowing, but he runs now and he runs into the living room and he sits on the, he sits on the uh, rug in the living room. And all of a sudden I see his head go down. I go, he's going to do it again. So I go, babe, you got to get the rug upstairs. I look and the one on the rug was just like wet, like a little bit, like a normal puke. Like a, you know, it looked like a regular puke. Uh, but these two giant things are sitting on my wife's bed. So I, to, I start cleaning it up and I knew that I need, I'm sorry if you're eating. Uh, trust me, it's getting me sick. And I take like as many napkins as I can and as many paper towels as I can. And I go with two hands to kind of go from each side, scoop it up. And I got one of those garbage bags that smell like uh, Glade or whatever. Like we got the nice smelling. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to put this thing in the garbage bag, close it up, throw it in the garbage. It's not going to smell. It'll be fine. As I'm doing it, just a tiny, tiny bit of it nips my finger. Tiny bit of the puke nips my finger. And it's like warm and fresh and just out of his stomach. And I swear to God, I opened my mouth and I just the re, I just gagged and started coughing and I just had lunch. So I stood over the sink and I just go, Hurrah! and I didn't throw up, but as close as a human being to, can come without throwing up happened. And I saw stars because like my head, the pressure on my head, you know when you do that? And I'm, I washed my finger like 20 times, I just dumped soap all over it, washed my finger a million times, gag spit, my wife, my poor dog is looking at us now, he feels obviously better, and it was, I have never seen something like that come out of an animal, my dog is not that big, my dog's like 55 pounds, you know, medium dog, uh, he's a little long and stuff, but you would never think that would come out of him. It looked like he. It looked like he coughed up like a liver and a lung, just sitting on the bed. I, I don't don't even know how know how else to, like how heavy the bag was was both hilarious and and weird at the same time. And uh, my wife cleaned the rug. I cleaned the bed. We obviously had to take the sheet and then what was ever under the sheet, the pad, what all that shit had to come off. And uh, so we go downstairs, and we look. And my wife goes, I see what he ate. There was like a big, like furry, multicolored caterpillar that I guess he found from outside and brought inside. And this thing was like, I mean, this caterpillar had like a fur coat of like orange, black, something else, and even blue. It was really like unique. And the body was cut in half. So we think he ate lunch. He ate a lot of his lunch. And then he ate this caterpillar and the two didn't mix 
and it might have gotten caught in his throat because of how much hair was on the caterpillar, and then that's what happened. That's that's our, you know, we're not vets, but that's what we think might have happened, and um, I got to tell you, it's a great story, but it was one of the most disgusting, weirdest things. I would have rather him do the ah, ah, and just, you know, spit up than quietly open his mouth and just have a basketball, <laughs> just a hot, messy basketball come out of his stomach. Oh, oh man, it was gross. Oh, so I don't want to think about it anymore. I'm sorry if you were eaten, but uh, that's, uh, that was, that was this afternoon, everybody. All right. Uh, so I don't know what else to, uh, to tell you, but nothing is more gross. I have always been way easier with, you know, like any other bodily function, you know, even changing my kids diapers. Like I don't mind, you know, a diaper, a load, you know, a shitload diaper, whatever. I'm fine with that. You know, you clean it up, you wipe it up, you throw it. I could deal with that. Vomit throw up to me is, I remember one time, I could say this now, we don't really hang out with them that much. Uh, I was holding a baby, it was a friend, obviously a friend's baby, I'm not friends with toddlers. Yeah, I was holding my friend, he's about eight months, we would kick it sometimes, no, I was holding a friend's baby. And I remember he just tilted his head once, and like this white, milky, mucus thing just poured out of the side of his mouth. And I wanted to take this kid and throw him like a football. <laughs> I it, I was so skeeved out by it that, and I just had to be like, yeah, oh, look at that, you know. When you're, when, you're a, when you're a parent and you're with around other parents, you gotta act like a certain way. But like, I think just the fact that it was another another family's kid. And this kid, I'm just holding and like mucus and shit comes out of his mouth. I, I wanted to throw up on the kid's head and then just throw him through a screen door. Like I was grossed out. And uh, I've always been like that. You know, even like if my kids puked on me, I would run quicker to the sink and wash it off than, you know, if they peed or anything got on me. Because I was just, there was just, there's something about like the regurgitation thing. So imagine like how I was with an animal doing it. You know, if it's your own kid, you get skeeved out. It's like, ah, you know, it's not skeeved out if it's your own kid. If it's another kid, definitely. But when it's an animal and, you know, you know, they, you know, they lick each other all over the place and they, I just, oh my God, man, it got me, it got me bad. It gets me really bad. Puke gets me bad. Like I could puke if I see puke. Uh, it's, it's really disgusting. Um, all right. I shouldn't have started to get towards the end of the podcast and talk about that. This is the last one of the year and I don't want to leave you guys. I don't want to leave you guys with uh, with that. So um, I'm going to get into the New Year's resolutions on the Patreon. I'm going to do that on my way to the city tonight. Um, last night, three shows. We uh, What did I do? I did two at New York Comedy Club, packed out great. Did one at Dangerfields, which is okay. It's such a difficult, weird room. Somebody said Dangerfields is where jokes go to die, and it's just bizarre how you could do a joke that is just so funny and murders everywhere else, and there it gets you like like a, like a 50% of what it should. It's just so weird, and you're a better comedian because of it, but sometimes that happens. Um, but I did three last night. I got a couple tonight, and then uh, New Year's Eve in Albany. Um, a lot of dates are coming on. Let me know, guys, what cities you want me to be at. If you want me to come to, to any of those cities, man, hit me up. I'll hit up my agent or if you reach out. you got, Like I said, you guys have the power. If you want to see me at, um, if you want to see me at uh, a comedy club, reach out to the booker. Reach out to the comedy club. A lot of comedy clubs have, um, you know, the little pamphlets and stuff. Which comedian do you want to see here? Write my name and my agent will get wind of it and we'll book it and we'll come out there. But this year I plan to go out to a lot of different cities that I have not been to. Uh, I want to check out some different cool cities. I want to go to Montana. I want to go to the Dakotas. Um, I'd like to do stand-up in Alaska. You know, I want to hit up everywhere in the United States um, and, and do stand-up there. So uh, if you know any good venues there, reach out to my, you know, reach out to my contacts on my, on my contact page, my agent, whatever. Reach out to the comedy club and let me know. I am, uh, I'm willing to go anywhere. Um... You know, I don't know about the Middle East at this moment. I'd have to 
have some research. Actually, I heard some really cool stuff about like uh, comedy in the Middle East at certain places. But um, yeah, let's just say the compensation to get on a plane and go to the Middle East to do stand-up would have to be there. Um, unless it's for soldiers in which, you know, I, <laughs> I told you guys, as much as I love the soldiers, and, and you guys know I love the soldiers, God bless them, the real heroes, I've always said that. Years ago, I was supposed to go out to um, perform for the troops in the midst of the war. And this was like real, like this is when like it was bad, like bad, you know, and people were getting caught and they were getting, and the, the trip, I was going to do it and I was proud to do it. But when the trip felt, fell through, I was, I'm not going to lie. Part of me was relieved. I'd be lying if I said, you know, you know, and, and then you hear the stories of Artie Lang saying they don't do like final approach where when you get over, you know, in the Middle East and you're on a plane, they just dives into land because you could get shot at. I was like, yeah, man, I'm kind of cool with, I'm kind of cool with that one falling through, <laughs> falling through. But, um, now I would love to do that too. Now I just, um, I'd be shitting myself, you know? I mean, I'm a, I don't, I don't like flying to Florida, let alone, you know, if I was going out to one of those countries out there and they were like, all right, we got to do a quick, like emergency landing just so we don't get shot down. I, I don't know if I would be, you know, <laughs> I'm bed with turbulence on a sunny day. Let alone, uh, all right, guys, we might take some fire. Don't worry, we'll fire back. We'll get this puppy on the ground. I'll be like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I can do that shit. <laughs> Listen, you know, it's 2000 and, uh, going on 2018. Can I Skype the jokes? You know, just put the soldiers in a tent. Let's put down a projection screen. I'll Skype the jokes, talk to them. We could do it that way. Then this way, they're in their element and I'm in mine. Everybody's more comfortable. But, um, yeah, so... Um, yeah, this is this is the last one, guys. Last one of 2017. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. It went fast. It went fast. Little football talk, little Star Wars talk, little crazy puke story. Um, but uh, that's it. We're over an hour. And uh, this will be the second podcast that is out already this week. And you're going to get another one tonight. I will do a Patreon New Year's resolution for you Patreon subscribers. And I really, really thank you guys for subscribing. Please tell a friend. I think you will enjoy the pictures and the extra content, which is up there. Um, guys, again, please support the sponsors that support me, Chassis for Men. Get it at ChassisForMen.com and Amazon. Keep your balls fresh, clean, dry. Go to uh, City Living Dog and check out Coach Mike's channel. And check out All Things Comedy and what they have to offer. They just put up a um, uh, a content, a show of poker with comedians. It was Bobby Lee. It was Bill Burr. It was Jay Larson. It was Al Madrigal. Um, so you got to check that out. They're playing poker. They're talking shit. They're playing Texas Hold'em. And it's very funny. And you could, you could definitely check that out as well. So please check those guys out. And uh, let's do some plugs, guys. There's only one plug. And I will do it now. Tomorrow night, 8 o'clock, I will be at Coho's Music Hall. And then at 8.30, The Egg, both in Albany. So we're doing a simultaneous theater shows, okay? So I'm going to be performing with a couple people, Rich Voss included. There's four of us. This guy Jim Felton's hosting. I don't know the other comedian. I apologize. Um, but actually, you know what? I can give that name. You know what? That's not fair to do. There's a comedian that's local up there trying to get his name out there, and he's probably excited to be on a show, and I'm not going to say I don't know his name. So here we go. Wait, did they put his name? Because if they didn't put his name, then I don't I don't know what to say. All right, they didn't. They didn't, so I'm sorry. The flyer that I have here says, oh, it does. I'm sorry. It is hosted by Jim Felton, I believe. Is that what it is? Let me see. I want to get this right here. Yes, Felter. So, the host is Jim Felter. The other comedian is um, Brian Boydon. I hope I said that right. Boydon. Uh, Bo Bodon. Uh, Brian Boydon. Or Brian Bodonin. Me and Rich Voss. Okay? So, Jim, Brian, me, and Rich Voss. So, I believe after my set at Coho's Music Hall... 
Uh, I will then get into a car and I will either drive myself or be escorted, maybe probably myself because I'm leaving from there, to the Egg in Albany, which is an 8.30 start. Then I will do that set and then I will come home. So Albany, tomorrow night, New Year's Eve, uh, Coho's Music Hall, and the Egg. Come check it out. It's a great lineup. It's going to be awesome. Uh, I did, I worked uh, for the same guy, same promoter of the show last year in Connecticut on New Year's Eve, and it was an absolute home run, such a blast, and it will be. So if you are in that area, please come out. You will have a great time. Other dates in New York City and on the road are uh, being added to my website uh, right now. There's already some that were added yesterday, and as far as like on the road and stuff, um, that's all going to be added as well. So uh, you could check that out at paulverzi.com. Thank you guys so much for um, listening to me. All of these years, I believe December 10th, 2000, no, it was either December 10th or December 11th. December 11th is my mother-in-law's birthday. I'm wondering if I would have been doing it on that. I believe it was December 11th, 2010 was the first podcast I ever did. So, um, yeah, is that right? Yeah, so, over, yeah, so, and, and now it's after, it's almost January. So that's how long I've been doing it. So if you guys have been on board from the beginning, thank you. If you're new to the show, thank you. And if you got on halfway and you stuck with it, Thank you. If there's other comedians, we have some, I have some comedians that are going to be guests on the regular show, but I also want to give the subscribers something that they're paying for too. So check that out. For as little as three and max $5 a, uh, a subscription to the show. All right. Um, thank you guys so much. Enjoy. Have an amazing, safe, happy, healthy New Year's. And I will be talking to you guys in um, 2018 for episode 338. 